Promotional consideration paid for by the following. When real Americans get hungry, they head to the Pilgrim's Pantry. Welcome to the Pilgrim's Pantry. Aren't our family ready to feast? Who are those weird people over there? Oh, fair child. We're Puritans. Those are savages that taught us how to grow food and kept us from dying. After dessert, you can go over there and take some of their land or kill them. Ha ha! Pilgrims! Come try the best food this side of Jamestown with authentic first American feasts that include otter steaks, dried fish, and raw turnips. Plus, the kids can put on pilgrim costumes and be part of dinner by strangling a turkey or choking a chicken. Or visit on Circle the Wagons Wednesdays where we brutally slaughter indigenous populations and call it civilization. Hurrah to the Pilgrim's Pantry, where good friends, good values, and hunger are history. Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. It's episode 386, and I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, the man from the boat. That's me. I'm the man who's fresh off the boat. Not quite. It's been a couple days, but look, I'll tell you all about it in a little bit, because with me, as always, it's the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beast master, Third Shift. It's Eric, and he's here to tell us how his week was, because I guarantee it was even better than mine when I was cruising on a boat, having sunshine and fun. He's been doing... Stuff that's even better than that. Tell us all about it, Eric. Oh, you missed out. You missed out. First off, I hope you got your visa. Otherwise, you're getting deported back to wherever you got on this boat from. All right? You're getting out of here. You're going back to Cosmos or wherever you came from. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) For me, I was not on a boat. I was at work. I did several weekends once again of work. And once again, it's all blends together. So I know we've talked since the last weekend I worked, I think. So we did that. We did the thing. But then I worked another weekend. So I've been working. And I've been working and I've been working and I've been working. Now, I won't lie. I did have one day off. I had a Monday off. But I screwed it up, guys, gals, peoples, humans. I screwed it up. I couldn't fall asleep till about 2 a.m. in the morning that night because I had just fresh off been up all night for like two weeks straight. So I took my girls to school. All right, I had to take my girls to school. You go to school about seven, seven through eight thirty in that range. I came home and I said, "Well, four and a half hours or so of sleep ain't enough." That yeah, right. You know, you understand, right? Let me take a nap. I'll take a nap for two hours. That should do the trick. Now, in my defense, anytime I've ever taken a nap, it's never lasted more than two hours. I wake up naturally and just go, "What the hell? What's going on?" So I didn't set an alarm. I just, you know. I'll wake up in like an hour and I'll ooh, and I'll doze off for 30 minutes and then I'll just get up. It'll be like it always is. I close my eyes. All of a sudden, my wife's in the bedroom. And I went, what? What just happened? Wait a minute. You can't be here. Did you get off early? Because surely it's only 11 o'clock. Uh-huh. No, it's, it's 3.12. Really? That just happened? I just wasted my day, my whole day. I just slept. And then on top of it, my body's happy. Oh, it's happy. Yeah, you just slept all day, Eric. That's what you're supposed to do. You did a good job. High five for you. No, you idiot body. I got to go to work tomorrow at 6 a.m. That was not good. It was bad. Bad. And it was bad. I went to work Tuesday. (laughs) And I'm just... (sighs) Walk around... That's all I did all day long. Even had one of my coworkers just yawning all day because it was infectious. You know how it goes when you're yawning in front of somebody constantly. So we're just having yawning parties. We're just stumbling around like crazy people. <laughs> it was fantastic. And then to top it all off, once again, you've heard the story a million times. When Eric gets tired and all bleh, I look at a video game and I'm like, eh, I don't want to play a video game. Video games are too hard. They're too hard. So I'm just going to watch a show. I'll watch shows. So I did a lot of that. Did a lot of watch shows. But I did get a little game time in because I had to. Because a game like a dragon, Infinite Wealth, came out. And I was like, no, there's no way I can't at least get my teeth into this a little bit. 
So I did play a video game, Matt. You'll be happy. You'll be happy. I did it. I played a video game, and it was glorious. It was fantastic. Let me tell you, the opening hours of this game, it's all story. It's all build up. It's all catching up with your friends and, and figuring out what's going on. And they just went to town with this. You do a little cutscene, you do a little bit of story. You do a little cutscene, you do some more little bits of story. And it just goes on and on. I've, I've got about four or five hours in, and I don't think I've actually maneuvered around and played the game more than maybe 30 minutes. And it's all just cutscenes and story stuff. I love it. I think it's great. There, I've heard some people get a little agitated about this, but for me, it's like watching anime, so it's kind of like what I wanted in the first place. I was just going to say that. You could say, I played a video game by watching a show. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. With tiny interactive parts that I get to interact with. And that's what I did, and I think that's probably, honestly, the only reason I actually got four or five hours in, because... I didn't have to think or do anything extraneous. It was mostly just, you know, story, 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 story. And it's all building up really cool. And I still don't have a clue where they're going to go with this or how they're going to get some of the characters brought back in because some stuff goes down. I won't spoil nothing, but I'm very interested. I can't wait. I'm so excited to not be tired and just, you know, play the game and have fun with it, you know, like a normal human being does. But that's been it, boys and girls. Tax in. It's finally over, thank goodness. Got a little bit of infinite wealth in. I want to say, I don't know, did I see a movie in this? No, I didn't see a movie. I think I saw a movie like weeks and weeks ago. I don't remember. I think that's it. I think it's it. (laughs) So kick back now, everybody, and listen to Storytime with Matt. Because you mentioned movies, and I got to thinking about all the movies that I got to see because I went down on a cruise. The Chris Jericho's Rocket Wrestling Rager at Sea. I do it every year. I don't know if I'll do it next year, but we'll get into that in a second. And it started off, Eric knows this, absolutely horrendous. Now, I live in Lansing, so people are always like, oh, I drove down to Detroit to fly out of here. Why? There's an airport right here. You take a little puddle jumper over, you know, you go up, and like 10 minutes into the flight, they go, all right, we're doing our approach. Here we go. This is down to Detroit. And it costs like maybe 100 bucks extra to fly from where you live. Yeah, 90 to 100 or so. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, oh, mom, come pick me up and just drop me off at the airport, and then come get me when I'm done. Okay, no problems. Flown out of Lansing, not a hundred times, but like a hundred times. Last year, the flight got canceled because they found some dent in the plane or whatever. Okay, a fluke. 99 out of a hundred times, it was great. (laughs) Wake up in the morning. My flight is at, what was it, 11 o'clock, I think. 11 o'clock to Detroit, 50-minute layover, leave at like 12.30 or 1 or something. Wake up, all right, hey. I can play some Baldur's Gate in the morning before I go. Here I go, playing some Baldur's Gate. Ping, ping. It's a text, somehow, from the airline, even though I'm sure I've never given them my number. I have the app and everything that comes through there. Your flight's been pushed back to 3 o'clock. We're going to try and see if we can reschedule your uh, connecting flights if you miss them. Uh, Yeah, I'd miss all of them. Like, everything. Okay, let me get on the app, because I did everything through the app. Hey, reschedule. Oh, we can't do that. Uh, You seem to have bought it through, like, a travel agent, so go through them is the app's message. No, I didn't do that. All right. Undo everything, power everything back on, because I turned everything off because I'm going to be gone for five days. All right, get on the computer. All right, just cut out the Lansing thing. Hey, got to go to Detroit now. Okay, whatever. Same flight from Detroit to Atlanta, Atlanta to Miami. Fine. I fly out the day before every time in case something stupid happens because I'm not an idiot. It'll be fine. Okay, down to Detroit. Get on the plane. No problems. Since I take one trip every year, fly myself first class. All right, give me two gin and tonics. Give me all the good snacks. Let me watch a movie. I watched, like, The Holdovers. It was great. I started watching something else. All right, I'm in Atlanta now. Okay, cool. Get off the plane. Whew, here we go. I got a two-hour layover. Let me get some Chick-fil-A from the busy-ass Chick-fil-A here. Let me sit down. All right. Get on that plane. Let me start watching a movie. All right. We're in the plane. All right, now the doors are closed. Okay, here we go. We're going to the runway. All right. Takes like an hour to get to the runway. Oh, hey, guys, we're third in line. Here we go. Okay. I see like five planes in front of us take off, so whatever. We get up to turning onto the runway. Oh, hey, this is uh, your captain speaking. Uh, 
We got some kind of a maintenance alert on one of the engines as soon as we tried to fire it up, so we got to go back to the terminal and uh, have maintenance look at it. Hopefully they can get uh, take care of it quick. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, well. It'll be 30 minutes. Takes like 30 minutes to get back to the terminal for some reason. 15, 20 minutes later. Oh, hey, we're going to have to get off the plane. Okay, great. Everyone's standing around the desk. Now, I get off pretty much first because I'm in first class. Every single coach person. Hey, have they said anything yet? No. Hey, have they said anything yet? No. My app says we're going to be leaving in five minutes. It's, no. Well, no, sh- nah. Yeah. Okay, we stand around. Uh, they think they're going to have another plane for us. Okay. Hey, have they said anything? Yeah, it's going to be another plane. Where is it? I don't know. <sighs> okay, it's all the way down there. Let's go. Okay. Now, I will say props to the flight crew because they said even over the radio, hey, we started flying at like 6 o'clock this morning, and now it's like 10 o'clock at night. And they said, we're based out of Miami, so we just wanted to go home. They were going to cancel all the flights, put us all up in a hotel, but we said, no, we want to go home. We'll work the extra time. So props to them. They got us to Miami on this new replacement plane and everything. But I was supposed to be in Miami at 8.42 p.m. I think the flight landed at 12.30 in the morning. Like, God, what a miserable experience. And all my travels are always fine. There's no problems, no nothing. And I texted Eric. I mean, I'm so mad. I'm so cursed. The boat's going to sink. But I got on this flight. I'm going to watch Batman Returns on this flight. And I made it 25% of the way through on this replacement flight. And in the middle of scenes, Batman went... And then the big, and it would buffer, and it would free. I was like, am I watching like a YouTube video on somebody's like 3G phone? What? <sighs> so I had to exit and start it again. Not start it again, but resume it. And then we go for five minutes and there's, yeah, but I'm like, nope, back. <laughs> so on this two hour flight, I did finally watch Batman Returns at about the 75% zone of the movie, it finally played all the way to the end with no problems. But I was like, can nothing go right? Even the one thing, the one thing, the best Batman movie ever, even that couldn't save me. But I got there, crashed at the hotel, woke up, got on the boat. Great time. Great time. Good times all around. And I got to say, okay, a couple things. A couple things nobody's going to care about but me, but I got to say them because they made me so happy. It's a rock and wrestling Pro wrestling and like 80s rock and roll. Kind of a cruise. Wrestling every single night. There was a match on this cruise. Michael Oku, who is a British wrestler, I've never seen. I've heard his name and I know he's good. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll get to see this guy. Against Speedball Mike Bailey, who is another guy. I've never seen a full match of his. I've seen clips, but he looks like a a guy who does, you know, flips and jumps and dives and stuff. I went, okay, cool. Michael Oku came out. Cool dude, you know, doing his stuff. Speedball came out. Instead of just being like a generic, small, flippy wrestler, this dude looks like, and his whole presentation is like he's like an 80s or early 90s, like karate man, like martial arts star. And his kicks were like fucking on point. Really good, like legit. And he's got like the wavy mullet. He's got like the the shorts he wears. They're like, it looks like JCVD. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. And he and Oku had an incredible match. I was like, oh my God. I am this dude's biggest fan now. It was amazing and incredible. And he was in the autograph session the next day, and I was like, dude, that match was awesome. You got a fan for life. It's like, oh, man, thank you, humble guy. It was great. Then one of the last days on that cruise, since it may be the last one I do, because I'm a guy, I don't like crowds and lots of people. When you're on a cruise like this, there's crowds and lots of people everywhere. It's just a, no one was rude, no one was ridiculous, but it's just one of those things. I think this is the first cruise I've been on where it's been sold out. And I was like, all right, if it's lots and lots of people, maybe I won't go again. I don't know. So I'll spring for the VIP experience where you get to meet Chris Jericho, have a private Q&A, and you get a custom belt designed just for the cruise. It's got like the cruise logo on it. It's like legit from like the belt maker guy. Now I got to tell you, I'm a wrestling guy. I've got some replica belts like from WWE. They're cool. They're very cool. And I like them a lot. But when you pick them up, it's synthetic leather. It's not very supple. It's kind of stiff. 
The plates look cool, but you can tell it's not like real, real. But it's, st- it's still very cool. Mm-hmm. But man, when they handed me this belt, I grabbed it, and instantly, you can smell the leather. You can smell that cow. You can touch it. You can feel it. it's like supple. It's smooth. You you can immediately drape it over your shoulder, and it it flops like it should. It's not stiff at all. The plates are shiny and beautiful. Like oh my god. And then I got to sit in this small group and have Chris Jericho answer questions that we had submitted, go up, get an autograph from him, picture with him, you know, on my phone, holding this cool belt, get like a group picture with all of us with our belts. I was like, this, this is cool. The whole time I'm like, yeah, this is probably my last cruise, but I'm going to enjoy it and have a great time. This happened. I have this fucking cool, awesome belt now. I'm like, God, I got to do that again. I got to go next year. I got to do the VIP experience next year too. Uh, so it was great. Flights there, watch a ton of awesome movies. Flights back, watch more awesome movies. Watch Gran Turismo. I'm forgetting a lot of the ones I watched, but great movies, great service on the flights. God, I have one more story, but I don't, I don't want to waste everybody's time. I'll do it real quick, and I'll probably cut it out of the show, but boarding the flight from Atlanta to Detroit, there's the grumpy couple behind me. You know, as you're waiting in line, they go, hey, anybody who needs extra time down the jetway, just come on down. Oh. That person don't look like they need extra time. Huh. She doesn't look like she needs extra time. Why do they get to board before us? What does pre-boarding even mean? I don't even understand what pre-boarding means. Oh, it means people who need extra time. <laughs> well, I mean, pff, how would anybody know that? Whatever. The next group. It's always any active service or retired military people with your IDs. You get to board next. 100% fair, no problems. I think four people come up. Two dudes probably our age, a lady who's our age, and an older lady. <laughs> None of them look like active military to me. <laughs> okay. First thing, the first three people, you know, not the older lady, they're in good shape. This other guy is probably fatter than me. And here's a question for you, Eric, because I know you know the answer to this. What do active military personnel look like? Do they all look the exact same? Are they always in their camis and stuff whenever they're going anywhere? No, they're not. Are they tall? Are they short? Are some bigger, some smaller? Some are bigger, some are smaller, because guess what? Different branches allow different metrics. (laughs) And it was just, I was just blown away, because I was like, I believe it. You know, nobody's like a 500-pound man. And even if he was, if he's retired military, he still gets to get on the goddamn plane. Yeah. He did He did the 20. He's he's retired. He, he did the thing. It's fine. Yeah, maybe he got fat. Who cares? Yeah. He did his time. He did the 20. He's got his He's got his badge that you got to show. He's got his little active service duty there. Look at it. That's what I did. And then I, I got to mention, too, the previous one of that man, I knew all about. I knew all about real well because, you know, we traveled a couple times and we had babies, you know, and, and, and the strollers and the whole thing, you know, and we were included in the pre-boarding. Yep. Oh, and how many people actively said things to us walking to get on with the strollers, with two kids, one crying, you know. It's insane how bitter and how mad people get when you go to pre-board and they're not able to do the same as you. It's, It's wild. And I'm not trying to be this guy, but the only people who should be mad are the people in first class. Because when you sit down, they come and say, hey, do you want a drink before you take off? And you mm-hmm. can have coffee, water, you know, freaking anything. Yeah. So we're the only ones who get something. Who have any real stake in the game. We should be the ones mad. Not everybody in the back. Who We all wait for you to get on the plane anyway. You're going to get on the goddamn... And you have your seat assigned, so it's not like you're not going to get there. Yeah, it's not first come, first serve. Show up and see if you can hustle in fast. It just drove me nuts. But yeah, travel woes, but everything else... It was great. Wrestling, rock shows, autographs, comedy, good times. And on the video game front, I'll make it real quick because I've already taken up too much time. Did place a Baldur's Gate 3, got to one of the last bosses because I told Eric this, there's two bosses and then there's the end boss. And I went, okay, I found the zone where the one boss is. It's got to be a huge dungeon, right? You walk in, you fight like four guys, and then you walk straight to the boss. I went, oh, okay. I've also heard this boss is really hard for people. Oh, she's got all these buffs and blah, blah, blah. I see posts on Reddit all the time. How do you beat Orin? How do you beat her? Oh, it's impossible. Walk up, punched her. She's dead. Oh, she's got ads, though. They come up, miss, miss, miss. 
Oh, it's time for my fighter. Slash, 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 slash. My mage. Oh, okay. Well, that was easy. Uh, oh, okay. Well, whatever. So I played that. And then the last one day of video games here that I've had, I've been playing something I'll talk about later. Going to talk about it later. You will indeed talk about it in just a quick moment. But before you do, man, I got a little something for you. This week's game is something I have played as well, but I've only played the demo. I uh, I wish I could have played the actual game. However, y'all know the problem. I don't have space on my PlayStation. So I have to get rid of something before I can get this one on here. And that's it just sucks. You know, if it was still Christmas time, I would actually buy you one of those hard drive sticks to stick in there. Because <laughs> I got that problem, too, with all the things I downloaded, and I just moved over to the stick and everything's fine. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, I wish. I wish I could do that, but I can't. So I'm sitting here waiting to play this game, and that game is Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I told you guys I played the demo, and I fell in love with it. It was colorful. It was beautiful. The characters are just crazy cool. It's all anime, and I love the anime, of course. And it's based off an old, you know, a mobile game that then got turned into an anime, but now is an actual RPG, but also has a fighter game, if you didn't know. if you That also just recently came out to glowing reviews, which Grand Blue Fantasy Relink also came out to very good reviews. Not quite as glowing as the fighter game, which surprised me, by the way, but either way, both games seem to be fantastic. It was developed by Psy Games, and if you remember years ago, it started off with like Platinum, but then switched over to Psy Games. It's been a game in, in development for a long, 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 long time. And honestly, I didn't think it was ever going to come. In fact, years and years ago, buddy, well, he wasn't a buddy, but you know, a co-worker at work, uh, David, used to talk about it all the time. Like He was just, every year, he goes, oh, this is the year, I'm playing this game, it's going to be great. Never came out, never came out, never came out. It's here, folks. PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Windows. February 1st, this game is available to you. And what is it? It is an awesome, awesome JRPG. Now, if you're thinking old turn-based battle, nope. It's it's gone modern. It's got the active battle. You go in. You're fighting. The enemies will put tails on the ground. You're avoiding the fireballs and the uh, the ground pounds and the stomps. You're learning their moves. And you, of course, have to learn your own moves because you get a set of combo moves and basic moves. And you have to use them strategically to keep your stamina up and all that good stuff. But what's really, really cool about this one is you, of course, you're the main character, and you meet a lot of side characters as you go. In fact, a huge amount of side characters. Not as many as, of course, Suikoden or whatever, but still quite a few. And obviously, there's going to be four players in your party at any given time, and you can make them AI, or you can make them real-life friends if you have real-life friends who want to buy this game and play it. I digress. doesn't really matter. That's up to you. But what I will say is that the cool part is, is yes, only the companions and you, the main character, have like a story story, that goes along with, you know, whatever's going on in the main story and everything else, but you'll get all these other side characters and you can actually play as them. So you'll be able to go in and combat scenarios and running around as any of your companions that you want to be. And why I say this is because every one of them has their own unique battle style. You know, different weapons, different ways they fight, different combo moves, different skill sets. So you can go into different boss fights and it might be that, hey, the main hero, you know, uses the sword and board, typical stuff, isn't working out quite right. Well, maybe if I get the lance, the lancer, and I'm flying up in the air and coming down and striking and going and moving around, that might be the best way to defeat said boss. So you get to use your little brain and go, oh, you know what? This one isn't quite working out. How about I go be this character, figure out their skills, their moves, and get on board with that. And then, of course, have that nice moment of, oh, I did it. I actually beat him. It was no problem. It was great. A lot of RPGs don't allow you to do that. You can take like temporary control or command your party members, but this one, you can actually just be them and use them, you know, however you wish. And then your side characters and your your main character, I said in quote fingers, will just do what they're going to do. You know, do their commands as as they're instructed to do based off their, you know, their uh, their hey, be a healer, heal, be you know the basic stuff, man. You know what I'm talking about? Heal after fifty percent, blah 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 blah. Aggressive, not aggressive, defensive, that kind of stuff. So that I thought was really, really cool because you don't typically get to do that. Now, looks of the game, I've already told you. I played the demo. It's beautiful. Everything about it's beautiful. The whole world is, it's all like in the air and you're using airships to get around all over the place. And these islands are just so colorful, so diverse, so cool. Just a great game. Just if you just want like visual candy, you know, at your disposal, the story, I have only done the demo. I've seen some of the anime, but not all of it. 
kind of cliche, uh, you know, young guy or gal, because you can pick either or, leaves her island and encounters this mysterious blue-haired girl who's actually the telling, you know, has a foretold thing from the gods, blah, 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 blah. You go on a grand venture, all of a sudden astrals are coming at you. These are just like these beasts made from the gods, and you're going to save the day. All of a sudden you start meeting people, and other people want to stop you because you have the blue-haired girl in your party. So on, so on, so on, so on, so on, so on. So nothing like, oh my god, oh, this really makes me think, and I'm, oh wow, but a fun RPG, and that's all you need. Music, so far, fantastic, but as I always tell you, I think the music anymore these days always fantastic in games. I think they nailed it. Nailed, just nailed music in gaming, period. But I'll, other than that, I can't say too much more because I've only played the demo. The boss battle I did do, awesome. I've always told you I love the wow mechanics in boss fights when they do the telegraphs and then you just have to, you know, sidestep, get out of them. I don't know why I enjoy that so much, but I love it when games do that. I love the telegraphing because it just it gives you the opportunity to get out of it and you can start to learn it and understand it easier. Whereas like I feel like the Souls like games, yeah, they're telegraphed, but they they're so subtle and you and you got to really 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 start paying attention. This one's a little easier. It's okay. Look, it's, there's telegraphing this red stripe. He's about to do something really bad on this red stripe. Oh, look, all these round spots that are appearing. I should probably stay out of all the round spots. That's a great idea. But it also makes sense because it's very the battle's very frenetic, very very quick. Bad guys never stops moving. Your party members are always doing something. And last but not least, while you're in the the battles, I told you before there's combos, but there's also like linked up combos. So if you're close to in proximity to some of your other players, it'll give you these link combos that you can do periodically. And if you build them up enough, you can do like a, an overall combo that and just involves your entire team and does like massive damage. So this definitely is something you're going to want to utilize and make sure that you're doing the proper linked combos to get to the massive combo to take down larger enemies and even big groups of enemies. And the last I'll say about this game, I already told Matt, and I told you guys last time, I think, why I was excited was because of the Monster Hunter side of everything, where you can go do quests, and then you can just go with online, random online people just to build up your experience, build up your, your characters, your money, and of course your gear all at the same time without just grinding aimlessly while you're falling asleep in the open world. This allows you to go play with other party members and these quick bite-sized quests. And that, I think, is just fantastic because you get that along with the main game to keep you entertained. And of course i'm sure there's some end game stuff but i don't know much about it because i haven't got there but overall very excited to play this i was told that the game the campaign's like 25 to 35 ish hours but that it's 100 hours if you do the side quests and everything else in the game so of course for me that means 100 hours so be ready if you really want to conquer this game it's going to take about 100 hours but if you just want to mainline the quest and you don't want to participate in any side quests or any of the online stuff at all I'm hearing that it's a digestible RPG. So I'll give you that. I hope you all enjoy. You'll have to let me know because right now i got to play Infinite Wealth. But I'm going to get to it because this, this game's too good to pass up. So for my release, it's a game that you, the people out there, can't even play yet, depending on when you listen to this, because I'm talking about Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, developed by Rocksteady Studios, published by Warner Brothers Games. This drops tomorrow as we're recording this, on the 2nd, for PC, PS5, and the Xbox Series consoles. Matt, if it's dropping on the 2nd, how could you be playing it? Hey, you got three days early access if you bought the digital deluxe edition, or just the deluxe edition, which I did. And I'm going to tell you, normally... When we do releases, I watch reviews to get the buzz, the word on the street, the all this stuff. And we've already done Old Man Yells at Cloud, but I'm going to yell at Cloud just a little bit more here. Because WB Games did not send out review codes. So if you go to IGN, they say, oh, it's a review in progress. Uh, we can't score it. I don't know. I've been playing some, and it's okay. I just looked that up today, right before we got on here. So everybody in the Twitter world said, well, you know what that means. If you don't send out a review code, the game sucks. And Eric and I had this discussion off air. If you have negative previews of a game, why do you get a free code? If you've already been crapping on the game like we've been talking about, why would you get a free code? But regardless, I'm here to tell you that what I've played of this game is great. It's a lot of fun. Now, if you listen to when the NDA unleashed, a lot of my feedback was good or okay. Or fine, especially those of you on the Watch Plan who've heard me talk more in depth about it. It was a lot of, it's fine, there's nothing wrong with it, 
and a lot of, oh, this was kind of clunky though. I got to tell you, every criticism I had, which, you know, I did submit in the feedback form. I submitted at least some of them. Every criticism I had, it's better here in the final product. Eric and I had this conversation off air, so he'll have to excuse me for going over a lot of the same stuff. But one of my issues was everybody kind of felt the same. Like you're just kind of running around shooting. Everybody felt different, but it kind of felt the same. So when you play as the four characters in the intro, Deadshot felt like about how I remembered, but his jetpack felt a lot better. I felt like I was in more control. It moved faster. It felt faster. It felt like a jetpack should, which it didn't in the alpha. It felt kind of slow and weird and clunky. Then I played as King Shark, and he felt big, and he felt bad, and he felt bruising, which he, I, th- I think he did in the alpha. Then I think you play as Harley. Yeah, you play as Harley third. Anyway, she felt fast and fluid, just running around. She felt like the smaller, lighter character. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. I know you didn't feel like this in the alpha. Oh, you feel great. Man, of course Harley feels great. Uh, Come on. Hey, hey. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But then you got to the backlighter stuff, which I said, the what you're playing people know, I said it felt really clunky, and I really didn't like it, especially coming off of Spider-Man 2, which I just had. It feels like 10 times better now. It's still nowhere near Spider-Man 2, but it doesn't need to be. It still feels great for what it is, and especially when you get out into Metropolis, maybe because I've played it before. Now I understand how the mechanics work, because you can do like one swing and you jump. The glider needs to like refill its swing gauge. So you can do two swings, and then it's pretty much done. But if you do a grapple to a point, that instantly resets it. Or if you do a big dive, like a big swoop-down dive, that resets it really fast. So it feels so much better in the actual game here. Captain Boomerang, same thing. His, like, throw out the boomerang and then speed force over to it. I hated it in the alpha. I I couldn't understand it. I couldn't get it. It's, like, ten times better. It feels like you can throw it, like, twice as far. So your initial zoop, it feels like you're just flying through the air. The secondary zoop is about half that far. But, again, it feels right. It feels good. And the shooting feels even better in the final game here. It feels snappy. It feels responsive. When the damage numbers are popping up, they're, like, They're big and bold and flashy without being too much. One of the last rants I had was the screenshots that showed the UI and how it was all cluttered and looked terrible. And I said, none of these things were in the game that I played. Okay, a lot of those things are in the game that I'm playing now, but they don't look like those screenshots. Now, granted, I'm playing on a 1440p monitor. If other people were playing in 1080p, maybe those don't scale down. Maybe they take up more screen real estate. But all those screenshots that you saw that everybody said were the worst, that I said that's not how the alpha looks, that's also not how the game looks. So it looks great. It plays way better. It sounds good. It even looks better because in the alpha, they put this filter on the screen that has your PlayStation ID all over it. So everything was dim and dark, and it looked weird. Now everything's bright, and everything's colorful. And I'm going around. There's Riddler trophies everywhere. There's like the Riddler scan things everywhere. It's kind of like in the Arkham games where you find a Riddler scan challenge. It'll pop up the clue up above it. I've spent like five minutes in some of these areas trying to find where it could be. But there's up, there's down, there's inside, there's all around. The city itself is so dense that I don't even know where to look for some of this stuff. Then we get into the activities, which so far I've done like a couple. I'm like three hours into the game, you know, just doing every activity that comes around. But what I appreciate about it is, you know, some of it is kill some enemies, a person will spawn, rescue the person, bring them back. First one, it's basic, just shoot stuff. Okay. Second time, you can only do damage once you've killed these other little alien things that drop damage boosters. So now, even if I know there's the person over there, I got to go hunt down the alien thing to get the damage boost. Now I can wreck this whole shop over here. I did that activity twice. I've done some other ones, and they've thrown in modifiers there too. So you can only do damage with shield recharge attacks. So you have to know how to do that to do this. So you're not, you are doing the same thing again, but it's, it's got a different spin on it. And so you can choose the different difficulties. If you have to go do the rescue the citizen thing, easy, medium, and hard. Boom, there you go. Scale your difficulty your own way. And then the loot that I've gotten, holy cow, it's been so much fun. Now, granted, some of it's pre-order loot, but those guns are freaking awesome. Like, I've got, like, uh, black mask-type guns, three of them. And the buffs on them, I'm excited 
for the future buffs, future enemy-themed buffs that are coming on this gear. I finally feel for an instant, for right now, like Eric always does, for gear. Because they've promised villain-themed gear drops, loadouts, and all this stuff. Right now, I got Harley with a black mask gun. I got Boomerang with a black mask gun. I got Shark with a black mask gun. And each of those applies like a, a little death's head thing above enemies. If you get three of them in nine seconds, they explode into fire. So three characters, because the, the other characters are bots. Whoever you're controlling is you, and the other characters are there shooting and a interacting and doing stuff. So it's just fire everywhere when I'm doing this. And I'm like, God, I can't wait to find more things to load out all my sub people with, to load out myself with, to have just a great freaking time in this weird, wild, open world, doing Riddler stuff, doing challenges. The skill tree works different than how I thought it did, because in the alpha, I only got like one skill point, and I went, these trees are too big. But you go from one to the other to the other, and you pick, 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 and it cycles back around. It's been so much fun so far. Granted, like I said, I haven't done much story. I'm only a couple hours into it. But I'm loving it right now. Like, it makes a good first impression, especially for me, who played the alpha, when it wasn't bad, but it was just okay and good. This, especially in comparison, feels great. I'm having so much fun. I want to go play it right now. Now, if you want to just wait on the reviews and see if it's for you, 100% fair. I'm just, I can only tell you what it is for me. I'm digging it so far. I'm digging the loot. I'm digging the loadouts. It's just a ton of fun. I dig playing with the different characters because when you beat a mission, you get like a like an Overwatch highlight thing. You know, when you get to play of the game, you have like the... Mm -hmm. Each character has a couple of those. I can't wait to unlock more of them, see the crazy stuff they're doing. It's so much fun. It's so good. I didn't expect to like it this much. I expected to just be like, all right, it's solid. It's better. It's better than I thought it would be. And I'm having a blast. I can't wait to play more tonight if I have time to do it. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Check it out, or check out reviews. Wait if you're interested, but I'm psyched. I want all the season's worth of things. I can't wait for the Joker that got revealed. I can't wait for him to come in, because you see his traversal mechanics? He's got an umbrella. It's like flipping and flying and sliding. It's crazy. The slides. I don't even do the slides, but it feels so good when you jump off the building, jump off, dive down, do a slide, jump back up, do your traversal stuff. Oh, my God. Okay. It's over. It's over. Podcast's over. I'm going to go play right now. Podcast's over. Got to go play. Need to get myself into Suicide Squad. Woo! So there you go. You got a different take on it, all right, folks? You know what? Somebody's liking this game, so no matter what you hear, you hear your boy Matt talking, maybe give it a go. And of course, not only can you give that game a go, not only can you give Grand Blue a go, not only can you give Infinite Wealth a go, not only can you give a million other games a go, we just saw a PlayStation State of Play, folks. We just saw it. And there's a whole sloth of games to see and play coming up. Holy moly. It's ridiculous, man. This was a good one. Sometimes state of plays aren't good. Sometimes they're not good. But this one was good. And I'm just like, wow, what the hell? I went in expecting nothing like I usually do. And I was like, okay, this is pretty good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look at that. Whoa, whoa. Look at that. And then the ending for me, obviously, we'll get to it. But I went... I was I was watching it on my lunch break at work, literally throwing my hands in the air in the cafeteria, like my hands on my head, my hands over my eyes. Like it was crazy. It was so good. And even on top of that finale for me, there were so many other good things in here. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll start small though. I'll start real small with a little tiny quick one and then throw it right back to you. Dave the Diver. Hey, it's coming to PS5. I just wrote down, hello, Dave the Diver. Hey, it's coming in April. Neat. And then <laughs> What do I know that music from? That's really familiar music. It can't be that. It can't be that. And then the three spines came up out of the water. Mm -hmm. Godzilla and Dave the Diver. What? How? I gotta know. Is it coming to the Steam version? Because if it's not, I'm gonna get the PS5 version now and play it. Holy cow! Awesome! Yeah, well, that popped. Such such a fun time. I'm not going to play the game, but God bless. I enjoyed that. I love Godzilla. I went, geez, old Pete's. How are they getting these IPs? How are they How are they doing these link-up and mash-ups that they got going? Now, for me, all these were really cool. And, you know, I some of these I'm not going to play, but like V Rising, man. Oh, my God. Looked cool. Looked great. Looked fantastic. I probably won't play this one, but I was impressed by what I saw. 
you know, just seeing seeing that cool over the arching like combat and everything going on down there, and I was like, oh wow! And then it was building up everything, building up the castles, and you know how bad Mamma Jamma that'd be to just to build my castle and just be the lord of this thing, go out and just marauding towns and handling business. Eric, you know you're never gonna really do that. I know, but man, the thought of it sounds damn cool, and it looked great, sounded great. And I didn't, I don't know if I've, if this has actually been talked about before, but I've never seen this. This is the first time I've ever seen this game in existence. So for me, it was kind of like a, a whoa, hey, something I haven't seen. Cool. This looks great. Cool. So that one came out of the blue for me. Now, something we haven't seen, back to something we have seen, but it made me want to play it even more. And it's a game I don't think we're going to play, but it's Helldivers 2. It, they didn't show off a lot more than they have before, but it still just looked sweet. And it looked like the kind of Helldivers game we need to play. Because the first one was top-down. It was the weird, mm-hmm. doing the button combos. It was too much for two drunken idiots. But you take that into third person with bugs and creatures and then a giant mech at the end that's coming later after launch. I mean, man, you know, I could drink a bunch of beers and run around an alien world with Eric shooting stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the same exact thing. I went, wait a minute. we I could play this one. This one might be okay. Huh. Well, will we? I don't know. I got to watch some more. We'll see how this one goes. But I was in the same boat as you on that one. I went, this might actually be fun. Because it just, obviously, for me, I've said it before, I think it reminds me of, of course, one of our favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So just that vibe just feels right. And so I'm like, eh, maybe, maybe this is it. Now, I'll speak quickly on one Dragon's Dogma 2. I've already sold myself on this game. You know, and then, so this one popped up again giving you a really cool, extensive look at all sorts of other stuff going on in the game. And it also did was sell me more because they've got crazy boss fights, crazy things going on, all sorts of options and things for you to do. The only downside that I learned, and I was so sad about this, I thought this game was going to be multiplayer because I saw, I saw what looked like real people, you know, like other people with you, you know, characters playing with you. But no, I was mistaken. It's actually just AI who are designed to be like real people so you can have that experience without actually having real people because the director said he doesn't want real people there because it takes you out of the immersion and slows you down and, you know, how when you're playing other people, wait, i got to check my bags, that kind of stuff. He didn't want that. He wants this thing to be an all-in journey, but he don't want you to feel like you're playing with people that aren't stupid. So that's what confused me. I thought they were real people. They're not. You are a solo journey going on this adventure. So that part was sad, and I learned that through the trailer the other day. But I was still uplifted and happy because overall, seeing the dragons and seeing the griffins and seeing the ogres and seeing all sorts of other baddies that they got waiting for you, and just talking about the random experiences and everything you're going to have to do, and the stories that are going to be told through just journeying and looking, you're going to get NPCs that are going to call to you to get quests. It's not going to be like giant bright exclamation marks everywhere on your map for you just to follow along. and No, you're going to have to just look and explore. And you're going to have AI helpers who are going to be like, hey, hey, look at that boulder. It looks freaking strange. Maybe we should actually go in and see if we can blow it up or move it. That That's how you're going to experience these quests. That's how you're going to have a good time in this game. And that sounds very exciting to me because it's, it's kind of like the original Elden Ring when you first started, you know, where you're just like, what is this world? What's going on and doing it? And I'm excited. I'm excited too. I don't know if I'll get around to playing it because the first one was too big at the time that I needed to play it. And obviously there's too many big games right now. But what got me really excited was there were multiple clips of somebody with like a magical bow and they could like multi-target. The little circles would come up of where it was hitting and they would wait, 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 and then that's going to make me want to play a magical archer because any kind of archery in a game, I, I don't do it. I can't shoot. It sucks. But this, having like homing target magical arrows, awesome, cool. Now I'll give you two-pack ones. I don't have much to say about either one, but I'm excited for both. One, Sonic X Shadow Generations because mm-hmm. I saw it and I went, is this Sonic Generations 2? And then it was, but also with Shadow. And I'll never play the Shadow the Hedgehog game. It's been too long. It's It's been too too long ago but i've watched a million videos on it so seeing the weird weird like tentacle starfish thing that i know is from that game in here i went ah i'll be able to experience this game kind of sort of in a way finally like with my own eyes and my own hands at least bits and pieces and parts of it and went, that's cool i also appreciate they didn't show shadow with a gun at all in this trailer because that was obviously the meme from way back in the day Mm -hmm. and i said too much about that one so i'll keep judas 
pretty brief. Judas showed up. When it was first revealed, we got like story and theme and like idea of it. Here we got gameplay footage. And my brain went instantly two ways. Well, one way I went, oh, look, it's just Bioshock again. And then my brain immediately came back the other way and went, yeah, but that's what I want to play right now. Like, because I loved all three of the Bioshock games. They were freaking great. So seeing that style in action again in another weird world that's going to have another weird twist, and obviously it's kind of more technological-based than, you know, the 1950s stuff from Bioshock, it got me so hyped. I was not hyped, and then my brain just instantly smacked myself across the face and went, you're hyped for this. I don't even care. And it was right. I went, oh, yeah, yeah. All the remaining bits of footage, I was just like, yeah, give me that, give me that, give me that, give me that. Judas is actually starting to sell me. I've played all three Bioshocks, and I've never finished any of them. I've always fallen off. And there's nothing wrong with the game. I don't, I'm not, I've never said it's bad. I've never said any of that. It's just, for every reason, I just have never stuck with any of them all the way through. I've played around seven, eight hours of each and never finished, never played. Get about a quarter away, halfway through at most, and I fall off. But this one looks not more anime, but more loony. It looks a little more like vivid and goofy and strange. And I'm like, that just feels good. That feels good. It feels right. It kind of, I think it almost fits better to me anyway, with what they were going for with this, this lunacy and the psychotic world that they were building in the other Bioshocks. This feels more like what it, what it should be, what I envisioned this psychotic world would be. And so for me, that was a big surprise, Judas, because I was watching that and immediately, like you said, you know, you went, oh, it's Bioshock and I want that. I went, Bioshock, eh, I mean... I don't know. I respect the games. But I don't know. And then as I watched, I went, oh, damn it. This looks, this looks good. I want to play this game. Fudge. Oh, no. So that was a weird one for me. And I'll give you a two for quicker. Metro Awakening VR. Woohoo! Boy, boy, I'll tell you what. I love me some Metro, and I love me some VR. Please, oh, please let this be the promised game, the game that's going to come out and it's going to get those awesome reviews and look great and I can proudly buy it and get in there and experience something fantastic on the VR system. This, I hope, and I really want this to be that game. I loved Metro Exodus. I mean, I loved, loved, loved that game. Was completely hooked, line and sinker on that sucker. Then I played through half of the previous Metro, never finished it, not because it wasn't good, I just fell off and something else came out at the time, so never got back around to it. But this one, for sure going to play, cannot wait, as long as the reviews are good, because, sorry, I'm with VR games, I want to love them and I want to be on board, but I can't spend that kind of money if it comes back two streets, that kind of thing, I just can't do it. Now, with that being said, Zenless Zone Zero, Matt, got another trailer, and I'm just as hooked as I was before. Mm-hmm. Super bodacious anime people doing bodacious, crazy things. You don't even got to tell me anymore. I, I want to play this game, period. Just happening. I agree with you. I didn't write down anything but two words. I wrote mechs now. I didn't even know there were mechs in this game. Mm-hmm. Now there's all kinds of mech action craziness on top of the already anime bodacious wildness. Yeah, it's... Oh, the music, Matt. You know, just doing this crazy techno <laughs> stuff. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm on board. Shooting guns, and, and then they were showcasing each and every character, you know, and like the one chick with the gigantic, like, uh, freaking uh, black hole type gun, you know, and she's like... And then you got your little ninja cat girl flying around, your cool sword samurai dude doing his thing. I'm a sucker for that stuff, man. I'm just a sucker for it. I see all the cool, typical anime-type trope characters, and I'm like, I want to play them all. I got to play them all. I need to be them. I have to. Now, everything else I've talked about, it, it was underlined, and it had a star next to it. The next two games have multiple stars. The first one has two stars, and it's Rise of the Ronin. And I think we've seen reveal trailers for this before. Oh, look, a samurai game, all you know, kind of walking around doing stuff, open world. Cool. You talked about being a sucker for stuff in Zenless Zone Zero. Uh, as soon as I saw that grappling hook, I went, oh yeah, I'm a sucker for some grappling hooks. But not only that, he immediately grappling hooked up, then did a flip and opened up a glider and was gliding around this giant open world town. And I threw my hands in the air for probably the fifth time already during lunch. And I went, oh, ha, 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 ha. I have to play this. 
even if nothing else looked good in that game, an open world game with a cool traversal system. That's me. I have to do that. And then everything else they showed looked good too. You had Ghost of Tsushima type duels with enemies and finishing moves with your different weapons that you had. You had like a weird, tall, creepy enemy who was fighting with the spear. You had traditional one-on-one battles with a sword. He was like dueling with a bayonet on a rifle. So he'd ping, 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 and then knock him back. And then the flamethrower thing, for God's sakes, you can go to a buddy and have him make these improvised, weird, technologically not possible, but totally cool weapons in this crazy world. That's Japan getting influenced by the Western world. The only thing, the only thing that brought me down, just just a tick, just a tick, because they were talking about this open world and all this cool stuff you could do, and I went, yes, I'm going to 100% this game. This is going to be the thing that I do. They showed one scene of you on the horse, like charging down into a big battle, and right at the beginning, one second, the first second of that clip, it said, mission start on the top. And I went, are the big things just going to be like set piece things that you go to a a board and go, choose this mission. Hey, fight the Battle of Sekigahara again or or something. I hope it's not just that, though. Mm. I hope you can do open world stuff and have encounters and do everything here. And maybe that was like a replay of a big story mission or something. Because I I like it to be natural and not like, you're doing this this stage now. Now go back to town. You know what I mean? But other than that, everything else looked cool. I will never get over that grapple up, the flip, and the whoo. Now he's in the Leonardo da Vinci glider type thing. It got me so excited right off the bat. And then everything else looked good, too. Rise of the Ronin, you got two stars, baby. Oh, man. I'm down to two things left. And I'll do one of them right now. Stellar Blade. Holy mackerels. They gave us a ton of new information on that game. And a release date, which is, what, March 26th? Am I right on that? Uh, somehow I didn't write that down. I think that's right, though. I think that's right. I think it's March 26th, and I was already sold. We've talked about this before, but this sold me even more. It's got awesome, awesome-looking environments, awesome-looking graphics, a very cool, like, weird world. I get, I get like, subtle near vibes, subtle near vibes going with it, but then you get your typical awesome open-world fun, crazy action. Like, the fighting... I, Everyone's like, oh, it's maybe like a Souls game, but it doesn't seem like a Souls game to me. It seems more fast-paced, like Final Fantasy 16 style combat, and that excites me even more because I don't mind some Souls stuff, but I don't, I don't want it to be hardcore. I'd much prefer the frenetic, fast-paced stuff. But in the trailer they just showed, she was doing really cool death combo moves where you were getting the, the nice finishers, and, and it all just really ticked to me more like frenetic and fast and just kind of paring around flying around doing all sorts of cool stuff and then the side characters and then the updates and the and the combo the skills and stuff they're talking about how you got your double jump and because she gave you this little extra thing and then they made sure to show you also a ton of different outfits that you can put on so like every scene they had she was in some different getup. i'm like sweet nothing's cooler to me than getting you know that awesome choice of what you want to wear and how cool you want to look what you know what suits you and then on top of it all, just the the cyberpunk weirdness of it all just is just really grabbing me up. I'll say this though: in every world that's got some kind of dystopian future for mankind, why are we jacking our faces up in every single one of them? Like I totally get in the future, my arms being replaced by cybernetic things, my legs, you know, maybe maybe it does go into my torso a bit to do the reinforcement. There's no way in what world does most humans go, you know what I'll do? I'll just rip my face off and put this giant metal thing on and do that. I don't ever foresee that being a reality. But all these futuristic games are doing this where they're like, I'm ripping my face off and putting on these things. I don't know. Just strange to me. I was hoping to see more like actual humans who look like humans. But in the trailer, it's mostly just a bunch of jacked up humans who are just looking like they are crazy as hell. Maybe... Because if you don't know, the story kind of tells you that the humans had to get off of Earth. These uh, invasive species came in. There's a, an actual city where the humans are still there. Maybe they're all crazy and had to cyber cyber it all up just to survive. And maybe like the humans up there still are just mostly normal with like elegant enhancements. And I know this ain't a big deal, but it's, it's something I'm hoping to see. Just because I can't see it. It takes me out a little bit. I'm like, there's no way a normal human's going to go, yeah, let's rip my face off. Not happening. It's not happening. 
Not happening, man. But it was looking cool either way. It was looking fantastic. This game is a must-play this year. You are 100% right. It is looking cool. It is looking fantastic. I literally wrote down, it's Nier Automata all over again. It gave me all of those vibes. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote down, because you, you know it and I know it. And the American people know it. If they don't know it, then allow me to inform you. Uh, there's going to be some kind of secret or twist about these Nativa. Oh, yeah. They're going to be the remaining actual humans, and you're going to be a fake human. Or these are going to be the first group of the people that were you, and now they've transformed, so you're actually killing like your fathers and predecessors. and stuff. That's what it's going to be. I know it is, but it still looks cool. I'm still going to play it. I'm still going to enjoy it. And I actually have a star for something you're going to talk about, but I overlooked it in all the other fantastic stuff we were talking about. But the last game on the list, the last game that they showed, the last game that they showcased that I had to send Howard a message and say, look at the trailer because you're excited about this just as much as I am. It was the greatest and worst day of my life because they showed off, like fully, fully showed off a lot of Death Stranding 2 on the beach. Higgs is f***ing back. He is playing like a laser guitar, which also turns into an axe, and he's fighting like a robot samurai that has Lou's laugh, but Lou is dead somehow, but then Lou is also older in other parts of the trailer, so who knows what's really happening. What's going on with the world, actually, which I said last time, how are they going to continue this? Fragile has these fucking like gloves Weird that are her gloves. mask but then they also actually do things and make gestures mm -hmm. there's a little marionette dude that she gives to sam that is like freaking out out of the box off the chain crazy there's new monsters there's like the spider hand thing that looks like it's fresh out of elden ring but the thing that got me the most because i've been thinking about death stranding lately like i've had the itch for it and i know it actually just came out on iOS, and they have like a backbone limited Death Stranding edition you can get that's Death Stranding colors and everything. So I've been thinking about it, just thinking, thinking, thinking. I need to play that game again and just see those beautiful landscapes. And then they showed this fucking trailer, Eric. And the landscapes they showed blew my fucking mind. They were incredible. I could not believe what I was seeing. It was so beautiful. There's that scene where Sam is like running up a dry riverbed and, you know, there's bridges and stuff in the back, like the kind you would make in the game. And then it starts flooding, like the river comes rushing in and all the bridges are exploding. You see, like, he's walking along this desert ridge, and it's like nothing for miles and miles, just the sandy desert. He's on top of this mountain, and there's a goddamn avalanche that comes crumbling down. There's the giant moon when it's nighttime. The moon is fucking huge as he's walking through. I couldn't believe it. Like, I still can't wait to know what is actually happening in the story with the characters, with the world. But I want to see this world. I want to experience this world. I want to go through nothing for forever. Finding weird BTs and doing all kinds of stuff, then finding an outpost and linking it up, and then going back through the nothing to build the something. I want to experience Death Stranding again. And I don't know if it'll be completely different. Maybe you won't be building stuff. Maybe you're just going out through the nothing and not putting a human stamp on all this beautiful nothing. I don't know. But everything they showed here got me so goddamn excited. Except for the release date. I was pumping my fists with glee. I was weeping tears of joy in the lunchroom. And then they said 2025. And I wept tears of sadness and bitterness and pain. But then they did bring me around by saying, hey, look, Kojima's here for an interview, and after this is done, he's going to make an action espionage game. And I threw my hands in the air again. And I went, obviously it won't be Metal Gear because he won't have the license to that, but holy sh**. He's going to make an even better one. Metal Gear Solid Five is already the best one ever. Ever. And he's going to go do another one. Could you, I, can't, I can't imagine. So Death Stranding 2 on the beach blew my mind. I'm excited for what he's going to do afterwards, too. But this was an amazing trailer. Best day of my life. But the worst, because I won't even see it this year. No, that's unfortunate. I got my promise and hope of a promise earlier on, which was with Silent Hill's short message. This sucker came on, and they did this surprise. It's out now. And they showed, you know, this girl who's having trouble at school, and she's, you know, wanting to kill herself, it looks like. And then... You know how that goes. You have a bunch of mental trauma. You're going to Silent Hill. So she's off into the Silent Hill, and it's 
bonkers, crazy, looks scary as all hell. It looks promising, and it's out now for free, mind you, for free on the PlayStation 5. You can just go grab it and check it out, and I think that's smart. I think they want to get you into the vibe of Silent Hill because after they did this big trailer and this big reveal that this game's free out right now, they went, and by the way, just in case you didn't know, you've been talking about, Silent Hill 2 is coming. All right, it's coming this year, folks. Get ready. We get to play Silent Hill 2 later on this year. Cannot wait. And they showed, of course, some more trailer. A lot of classic scenes, like when he's jumping from the one apartment complex to the next one, which is very classic back in the day. The, of course, marionettes with the whole pyramid head thing going on. And a lot of different versions of the marionette, too, which I appreciate. So hopefully that's, you know, you're getting more diverse, you know, marionettes throughout the game because that's your main baddies. You'll be fighting a whole bunch of those periodically throughout Silent Hill 2. But all of it just got up going. And I'm like, oh, you know what? And to top it off, Bloober Team's doing this. I love the medium. So this is going to be good. Silent Hill 2 is going to be great. And the promise or the hope is that this short message is great. And I didn't have time. I didn't have time last night. It was too late. I had to go to bed. And here we are now. Probably won't have time tonight either. But damn it, tomorrow or Saturday, sometime I want to get on it. And check this out. And I can't wait to report back to you where that promise was fulfilled. And the short message is great. And it's going to get the people on board. And everyone's going to get excited for Silent Hill. But either way, I'm already excited. And I can't wait to check this stuff out. So super stoked that I'm getting some Silent Hill this weekend. Thank you, State of Play. Now, I did put a star next to that. So two things on that real quick. One up, one down. One up, Silent Hill, a short message. We all know Silent Hill has to deal with like the traumas and the like the psychosis inside the head of mm-hmm. your, your player character. I haven't played many of them, but I know the first two, you're a guy, like you're a fella. You're yeah. kind of a middle-aged dude. So I'm excited to see what they do with like a modern-day teenage girl, what that equates to in Silent Hill world, like the new kind of how however that's going to manifest itself. That's the word I was looking for. And I wonder if they're doubled, you know, getting a little practice with this one too, because if, you know, you, you know the trailer for the next proper Silent Hill is also a female. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're getting a little practice trying to get in the head of, you know, some somebody different from what we're used to. And they did this long ago. Silent Hill 3 is also a female too, but but the room is a guy, one, two is a guy, uh, Homecoming's a guy, uh, what's the Shattered Memories, that's a dude. So, yes, you're, you're right. The track record's usually some middle-aged dude. So, with a with one exception, except for now. So, yeah, I'm excited, too. I hope, I really hope it's good. I, uh, the the extension one did not pan out. Got me a little nervous. So, fingers crossed. Now, the only thing, going back to the one down thing, mm-hmm. they showed so much shooting in the Silent Hill 2 one. Yeah, they did. Like, I know you get guns in Silent Hill, but I was like, this isn't Resident Evil. I don't need to see him. Like, they showed him shooting, like, all the different versions of the, the marionette nurses. This isn't an action game. Like, felt like that was, like, super heavy in the trailer. Yeah, the saving grace was they did show the pipe, too. So I'm hoping just for the for the sake of a trailer, they were showing the bang, bang, bang. But when I saw the pipe, I went, okay, that's that's mostly what you're going to be doing. You're mostly just going to be hitting with the pipe and then running away because you want to conserve your ammo for the, oh, my God, I'm, I'm actually scared and terrified and I need to kill this freaking thing i don't understand what it is moments so yeah i agree with you i understand where you're coming from for sure i'm just hoping it was you know trailer magic get everybody on board you know for people who don't know hey did you like horror games where you can shoot look you can shoot here too Mm -hmm. if you don't know silent hill but yeah I, i agree it looked awesome everything looked awesome there were even things i didn't star that looked really cool yeah it looked fine yeah every game in here i was i was interested in looking at so there was just nothing here that i went was going on is we on the next thing so just a great state of play if you haven't seen it check it out and if you don't need to check it out because we already explained it all to you that's fine too it was a great time okay only one thing did make me laugh now i'm looking at my notes legendary tales the first person medieval vr game uh if you punch a skeleton in the head you're gonna break your hand (laughs) you're just gonna break your hand i'm sorry you're gonna break all your little finger bonies it's not a good idea legendary tales damn it all right. Hit it with a hammer. Hit it with your shield. Don't hit That don't, one's got promise too. Don't punch I didn't a talk skeleton about it. with your hand though. <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow, ow. <laughs> so what about you out there at Podcast Listener Land? What did you see that you put stars next to? We didn't even talk about foam stars. I said it looked cool. I know, foam stars. Damn. 
But let us know what you're hyped for, what you're not hyped for. Did you see something else this week that we missed out on? Let us know that via the email, thirdshiftme.gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook or thirdshift. Hit the Discord, the Patreon. You know what? I'm not busy right now. Do hit up my house. Knock on the door. It's messy. I haven't cleaned it up in a while, but that's fine. You can sit on this weird, on this crate I got from work. This, this you, Eric knows what these things are. Mm-hmm. Sit on this red thing next to me while I'm playing games. We'll talk about video games. It'll be great. Do that. You can do that. Or you can head over to Patreon and go, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to throw some money at these folks. That's what I want to do. I'm feeling like a given person. Whoop, one dollar, two dollar, three dollar, four dollar, five dollar. Ooh, the money rains down on us all. It's a glorious thing. It's a little tip jar. You don't got to sit there and commit. Just, hey, you know what? You liked what we did this week? You got a good chuckle? Throw a few bucks in. Helps us pay the bills. Keeps us online. Does all the things that allows us to do what we do. But you know what? If you can't do that, it's no worries. No problem. Don't blank out. Like I said last week, don't blank out right now. You can do a simple damn thing. That's just go give a five-star rating. That's it. You don't even got to leave a damn review. You don't even got to say nice words. You don't have to. You just, boop, five stars. There you go. And all of a sudden, a couple more eyeballs go, oh, what's this What's this podcast here? Seems to be up in the metrics. Now instead of on list four or five, now it's on two or three. Wow, I see it. And then all of a sudden we're on one because now we got a million people listening in to Third Shift. And then all of a sudden we're wearing gold chains. We got freaking gold teeth. We got hats that look real cool. You won't see them, but we'll tell you about them because we're doing amazing and we're just living the good life. You could do that for us. See, the gold teeth, to me, that's robot face for you. I can't can't do – these are my teeth. I'm not putting anything on them. I'm not replacing them with anything. So you can have the gold teeth. I'll have a gold hat. It'll be real heavy on my head. My neck will get sore, but that's that's what I'll do. Gotcha. Well, I don't have gold teeth either, but I do have some half fake teeth because Shay knocked you know half of them out. So you know, so I got some like half fake teeth caps, whatever they call those things. You know, thanks Shay. But whether you got fake teeth, half teeth, or all your real teeth, or gold teeth, if you got platinum teeth, if you got grills. You can still listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on or around the 8th of February, the day before our next D&D session. It'll be dropping on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, and on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing and like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do really appreciate it. I'm telling you folks, get out there with the five stars. I already talked about it. Get out there with the mailbag questions. Tell us some stuff you want to talk about. Hop on Discord. Have a little chit-chat. Go a little, a little discourse on the Discord. How about that? All those things, great stuff. Get out there and do it, folks. Come on. Help us help you. We always say it. Until next time, there's nothing else to say but... Sit down.